Hey, y'all, before we get started, if you are enjoying this podcast, if you've listened to several episodes and have learned anything, if you'll do me a favor, take a screenshot and share this with someone who is a newbie in your life, who's interested in NFTs, but might feel overwhelmed. We want to get this education into the hands as many or the ears as many people as we can. So if you'll do me a favor and share this with one person in your life who you know would enjoy this content and have some fun learning about NFTs, we definitely appreciate it. Let's get into the show. So what is a DAO? Anyway, we are digging into all that with our guest, Brandon Duff, right now. Look, are you interested in investing or collecting NFTs, but are overwhelmed with all the information? Heather and I, were true, true NFT newbies. We're going to break it down as we're learning, as we wander unafraid into the world of digital art. Listen, y'all, we're going to cure you of your FOMO, mildly educate you, and give our unqualified opinions and hopefully have a lot of laughs along the way. All right, everyone. Well, in Meta, aka Facebook, I was talking with a friend and I got introduced to our guest today, Brandon, who is here to talk about DAOs, okay? Like, this is something we've been like skirting and it's time to just like, just take the plunge and be like, Tell us what we need to know because it is completely confusing. So, Brandon, thanks for being on NFTs for Newbies. And, um, dude, we are ready to jump in. I'm super excited to be here, guys. Thanks so uh, for having me. Let's just get this out of the way. When we say DAO, what in the world does that mean? So you're looking at a decentralized autonomous organization. And so what you want to do, it's it's just kind of like a small mini government or just a a group of people that want to accomplish the same goal. And so there's not one centralized entity. It's kind of split amongst the organization of people that join this organization. I was thinking way smaller scale about this. I was thinking that this would just meant like a shared wallet almost where friends get together and say, this stuff's expensive. We're going to throw some money in this and like have some assets together and share it. But what you just said, it seems like it's a little bit bigger than that. It can be at any scale. It could be just a small group of friends who all have an NFT that kind of buy that NFT to join this group uh, as kind of a membership. Uh, It could also be a way to ultimately buy the Constitution. So not too long ago, people were trying to buy copies of the Constitution, like the original. I think they raised $300 million uh, to do this. And, uh, you know, they have... Uh, all sorts of different things that people kind of, just like you said, collect of like almost like a um, singleized wallet and they go out and they try to accomplish a task. I want to ask a real obvious question, like why are there DAOs? But like, let me rephrase how I'm thinking about it. It's with the consistency of like decentralization and, and making individual decisions and getting away from middlemen and all that. So what problem is it solving or what is it avoiding being part of, you know, when you're in a DAO? So I'm going to kind of take a step back to answer your first question, because someone said this uh, to me, and I thought it was kind of a interesting point. DAOs are kind of like, almost like a collective bucket list, where you want to accomplish something that's kind of like on your bucket list and um, allows everyone to kind of do that. And if you could say, oh, I own the part of the constitution, that's kind of like a bucket list thing that you kind of couldn't accomplish on your own, but if you were allowed to do it, with a group of people, it kind of allows that. 
But you could ultimately think of it as taking power um, away vertically and more spread it horizontally and allow just people to vote with their portion of the token. So it depends on how you want to set it up. But the negatives or the cons of it is one, like you people, just like in crypto, people could obviously swipe all that wall, that wallet and then be gone. So there's essentially you could lose on that. Uh, there's smart contract exploits, just like any uh, crypto smart contract track in computer. If people are smart enough and figure out ways um, and they could essentially take that away, like that's what happened I believe many, many moons ago with Ethereum. That's why they switched from Ethereum Classic to the Ethereum it is today is because they had an exploit with that smart contract, which was the DAO in a sense. So you just kind of have to do it with people that you trust or just people that are out there that are looking really to make a difference and they don't seem like shady people. So I'm watching Cobra Kai right now. And that's pretty serious when you think about you get in to the dojo. But sometimes people be acting crazy and you want them out of your dojo. I didn't know if like you get people in, you did your research, you did all that you can do, but then Rich starts acting crazy and you need him out of the Dow. Are there yep. bylaws and so forth, like roles, like you kick people out? How does all that work? Because you know people get crazy sometimes. Yeah, so I, I think it all comes down to how the Dow is set up. That's kind of why you have to get into it thinking it's going to be an organization. And you have to look at it as if how big do you want to grow if we're into play to earn games a lot. And that's what we focus on. And so to kind of give you an example, there's this game called Sunflower Farmers, I think it was. And it was just a group of people that were looking to create this game for themselves and make money from it. And what happened was some YouTubers found out about it. And all of us that are interested in the play to earn space started joining this. And so it got too big and it just blew up the whole kind of ecosystem and they weren't expecting that. So you kind of need to go into thinking if you're going into something in crypto, you need to like make sure that it's like scalable because you could essentially one, run into that problem where you have Rich here who's causing troubles and mm -hmm. you no longer mm -hmm. want him in there. And he kind of disrupts the, the rest of kind of the group, or you um, can't kick him out because essentially he invested in something. So that's kind of um, a thing. So you can't actually take that money away from him because obviously it's on the blockchain. So he could sell it um, because he doesn't believe in the project anymore. If it's an NFT, then it's kind of lost. But then, you know, you're looking at legal issues at that point that could be. So you just, you know, with anything in crypto and money, you have to obviously do your own research and know what you're getting yourself into. So if you were starting a DAO and Heather and I were lucky enough to not only be cool enough to be in it, but have the amount you were looking for an initial investment, you're like, Heather, come on in. By the way, you're the secretary. And Mom Rich, the you're secretary. the... That's kind of sexist. <laughs> you be the secretary. No, no, like secretary. I'm the boss president. No, not like an about? administrative assistant. Boss babe. Oh, Heather. Not like that kind of secretary. I'll be the secretary, okay? So then, and then Heather would be, I have no idea, in charge CEO, of events and planning or duh. something like that. What are like the structures of DAOs that you've seen um, in terms of like responsibilities and roles per se? So there's like a lot of popular DeFi DAOs. So like um, Olympus DAO is kind of the start of DeFi 2.0 where they have high APY. Can you explain what DeFi is real quick, just for people who get lost on that? 
So it's just decentralized finance. There's not a central bank where you swap your dollars for another currency. It's you're swapping crypto for crypto. And it's not a, like, you're not going to a bank. You're going to any kind of swap. So Olympus DAO was the kind of the start of DeFi 2.0. And so another project came out, which was very popular called Wonderline Time. And so they more focus on DeFi. And he is the central one of, there's, I guess, one person who's running the wallet and deciding on where they're going into. And so they ended up buying uh, a betting platform and uh, other uh, companies. So they're actually turning into like almost like a venture capitalist. And so where they're buying other companies and now they're voting and, and it's voting on kind of like the governance token. And depending on how many I guess tokens you own is kind of your vote. I don't know the, the whole setup on their DAO. Obviously, it just depends um, kind of based on per company because a DAO is kind of in, in a way a decentralized company in a sense where people kind of vote with their money on where the project goes. So in terms of like I guess staff and rules, it really, there is no rules, I guess. Uh, it's kind of, using money to solve a problem in a way. And that's kind of the gist of it in a sense. I mean, there could be rules. You could set up um, real life systems and do that. I could see Facebook in a way being that way or meta. You know, it just depends on how you as a company want to set it up or the, the DAO that you decide to join, how they set it up. There's no kind of set rules or regulations or kind of set up on how to set up a like a professional or the levels of each position. Hey newbies, our friend Sean has made an online course called NFTs Simplified. So consider it an extension of the things that we've tried to help you do. Now this course is gonna cover a few things and we wanna tell you about it because it is very affordable and it is very worthwhile. So obviously we're gonna cover what an NFT is, how to transfer Ether crypto into your wallet, how to buy an NFT, NFT security basics, all so that you can do the things you want. Some of you wanna make money, some of you wanna invest money, some of you wanna make sure your NFTs and your monies are safe. And that's exactly uh, why we're pairing up with Sean for this. So there will be five video lessons and there's also plenty of course handouts and notes. Uh, I'm looking at some of the reviews right now. Here's one from Halim saying the course is great. I love the graphics and wish I had time to watch all this before I tried to do it myself. So there's additional reviews just like that, that made us confident to partner with him and to offer this course to you for 19 bucks. Okay. That's about three Starbucks grande drinks. Okay. So think about it, 19 bucks to keep your NFTs safe, to get you some of that extended knowledge that you want and to just have a course from someone who is driven to help you. So we'll link it in the show notes. See you next time. I got a quick one for, for newbies. If the book games tokens came out from Gary Vee, you know, two days ago, the time of this recording, and there was some very special ones. There was like the common core tokens and then there was like three specials. And one of them was like, uh, paper hands pony so now those things are like 50 eth min like it's ridiculous uh, but like let's just say it was like a day after and it was still hovering around 10 eth and we knew it was going to climb if heather and i were like we're going to do nfts for newbies 
DAO. And we had some of our audience be like, hey, any of you want to participate? And everyone came in. Like, is that kind of a normal goal you see for people a little bit newer per se? Like, let's pull our money together so we can get this resource so we all have a hand in this awesome NFT that's just going to continue to climb and skyrocket over the next few years? So that, that really depends. Obviously, you'd kind of be holding that NFT. And so you could essentially, I don't know if there's any benefits, you could kind of do a vote on if they gave utility, say they, I think they give one ticket to go to the convention every year, whatever that he has, the Gary Vee convention or whatever. And so you could raffle that off to one down member and kind of give back to them. I know that, for instance, like, uh, I don't know if you guys follow Journey Crypto, he has his Journey Pass, which is like his membership to join his, not his DAO, but I would say his, like, his group. And that's kind of what he's doing is kind of like a DAO, but it's more of a group. It's not officially a DAO. And so he controls one wallet and he'll join other programs and connect with other partners and they'll donate him NFTs and he can give those to his, uh, his community in a sense. So that essentially that's what you guys could do is create partnerships with people and say, hey, we have this amazing community set up and be able to get people on whitelists. And so he allows people to get on whitelists uh, to these like certain NFT drops and uh, allotment goes to you guys. And in doing that and helping them sell out their projects, you kind of get a kickback. So that's kind of what a DAO does. And you're allowed to then take that and kind of give it to your community as a thank you. So, I mean, there's all sorts of ways you can structure it. Uh, it just depends on you. I would definitely write the damage because you can definitely do that. Um, and if you think about it, DAO is just having as many kind of just communities in a, in a sense to accomplish a goal. So whatever that goal is, that's kind of what a DAO is made for. We've had a lot of questions about finding a DAO, and I, I'm assuming it's just as much as networking and word of mouth. Uh, there's no formal structure of like necessarily finding one per se, correct? So finding a DAO, it's just, it really depends on, I would say Discord's a good way, Twitter, YouTube, just doing your research on these uh, platforms. Obviously, do not click on any link that you get in Discord or, or anything that is a direct message to you, always just like kind of do your own research and only click the official links from any kind of DAO because a lot of these private messages are out to steal whatever you have. So just be mindful on being on Telegram or Discord. As far as finding DAOs, like I just said, just, just kind of researching the topic that you're interested in and start joining them. Uh, if it's DeFi, the most popular ones and the biggest ones right now are on Olympus and Wonder Time. Wonder Time just, uh, or Wonderland Time just bought a betting company and some other things. So just find out what you're passionate about and see if they have like a DAO for that. I know they just had like a seed planting DAO where they're planting trees and they did over a million, uh, I believe, in planting trees. So I thought that was pretty cool. So it, in all sorts of different like topics or passions. One question before our little pod deck is, if you are a newbie, like many of our audience is, or are, or grammar. <laughs> I'm horrible with it. So um, and they're hesitant to spend 0.001 ETH on, you know, a new project generally. Like, should they be looking around at DAOs or is there kind of like a progression to where you kind of invite that into your, your headspace? 
I think it just depends on your one risk tolerance, your own kind of financial risk tolerance, knowing where your money's going. If you think a 0.01 investment in a DAO is a big commitment, then maybe it's best used elsewhere. Um, and maybe you look at, like, you should probably talk to a financial advisor. I think that if uh, $100 is betting money for you, or you're like, you don't know if that's going to like kind of moon, or if you're trying to like turn that a couple hundred bucks into a couple thousand dollars, then you should definitely just keep doing your research, learn more. Um, I think that you need to become more financially responsible and uh, know that anything you invest in crypto, you should be willing to lose it because, I mean, you're investing in companies essentially, but uh, you should never invest anything that you're not willing to lose. Uh, We do not give any kind of financial advice. So uh, always contact a financial advisor and uh, assess your own risk tolerance. So that's what I would say. Brandon, where can people connect with you online? My trainer, Brandon. So I was a trainer before, got into the whole software industry, and now I am in the whole online industry. So uh, my trainer, Brandon, is probably the easiest. Uh, You can go on Facebook and add me as my trainer, Brandon. Awesome. Okay. We have uh, our little pod deck here. It's just a random question. I was flipping through and landed on a question that we didn't have already. And here it is. What is something you love that is vintage? I am like a super homebody. So I pretty much don't leave my house. Can you be our best friends? Because we're the same. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'll, I'll definitely add you. Yeah, I just, I never leave my house. So I would say that I am more into experiences than like actual materialistic things. So I would say I'm, I'm very old fashioned in that way. I don't like care about positions. What's the, what's the most vintage thing that you own? Do you have like a Jimi Hendrix guitar to the right of you that I don't know about? No, I don't have any. I don't have material. I mean, my wife like buys everything. So I don't really have any <laughs> like anything that I really I care about. So I mean, we've been to Dubai. We've been to Bora Bora, Tahiti. Nice. Uh, all sorts of different countries. So I'd rather experience that than have a materialistic. Amen. Well, you know what is vintage is Instagram and Facebook. Did you know that we're over there too? We're always talking about our Discord and our Twitter account. But guys, if you haven't done so yet, find us over on your favorite social media app. We should be hanging over there. Anything else, Rich? This could be complete bullshit, but we could explore starting a DAO. And if you would be interested, let us know. Like, send us a message, send us a, uh, an email. You could hit us up on YouTube, Instagram, whatever. And maybe, maybe, uh, you know, what's I would that? join. You so join? Sign me up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The buy in, I think you could afford it. <laughs> so, but uh, let us know. And, Brandon, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. You guys are awesome. And definitely connect on Facebook. Uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks so much. Oh,